Welcome to another episode of On the Clock. We're here with your hosts, Raul Lascano and George Martinez. You're on the clock. Hey, On the Clock fans, welcome to the Thursday edition. I hope everybody's doing good out there. I hope everybody's safe. Um, we got a good show for you, man. It's jam-packed. Got a lot of things that we want to talk about, discuss. Um, first and foremost, the most major news that's coming out right now is the NBA boycott that's going on right now because of the uh, deadly shooting that happened with Jacob uh, Blake in Wisconsin. Um, we also want to get in touch with uh, a little bit about college and NFL and see where things are going. Um, we want to come get right to it, man. So you're on the clock. Joining today's show, we have a special guest, a friend of the show. We have Chris Rivera joining us. Chris, how are you doing? How are we doing, everyone? How are we doing? Good, man. How are you and the family, man? The family's going well, going crazy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the baby started a new daycare uh, a couple of weeks ago because the old daycare shut down. Right. And um, it's been uh, it's been a heck of a transition. I bet, bro. I bet. And George, what, what about you, man? How you been, bro? Good, man. It's been a long week. I'm excited yes, to, uh, to get another day closer to Friday. Yep. The, uh, the the Lightning had a big win a couple nights ago. Yeah. So I'm pumped about, you know, how they're doing. The Rays are doing well as well. Yeah, so you had a good weekend with sports. You're right. Uh, the bubble, I want to get into the NBA. Uh, this Jacob Blake situation, I want to talk about all that, man. So uh, for you fans that, that probably have already heard by now, um, the, the boycott of the NBA players not playing the, the three games yesterday, um, starting with the Milwaukee Bucks, uh, then having an official statement released saying that uh, until they see actual change happening, uh, they will be they will they will be boycotting uh, the NBA playoffs. So, and again, like we mentioned earlier, George, you know, with, they're saying boycott, NBA saying postponement. They want to obviously keep the games going or try to find a reschedule because that's money that they lose. You know what I mean? That's money that they don't get back. Um, do you see in the future for both of you, either one can jump in, do you see them postponing the season, or I'm sorry, boycotting the whole season, or postponing till a later date? Because there's going to be games later on the day that they're going to play, so or supposed to, so we got to see how that goes. Because everybody from the Milwaukee Brewers, you know, Dodgers, we said, they, they all decided not to, not to play. So what are your thoughts on that before we touch on the, the Jacob Blake? So... For me on that specifically, and, and, and I referenced this back in earlier podcasts, it's all about consistency. Right. If 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 we're not consistent with what we're sending up for, then like I mentioned in, in previous podcasts, we send up for it. There's somewhat of short term change, not long glancing, not culture changing, right. but short term change. And then in a few months, we'll be back having the same conversation again. Yeah, and and here we are. We had the George Floyd situation happen a few months ago, right? And we talked about it, and, and there was there was riots, there was protests, and there was players that stood up and using their platform to try to inspire change. And the one thing that I brought up on the show back then, when we when we had that episode, was it has to be continuous. It can't be. Let's talk about it for a week and a half, then like it's back. Which comes back to earlier podcast again, Kyrie Irving. You know, we we talked about Kyrie Irving's comments, yeah. and and when he when the bubble was occurring, he was one of the players that was very outspoken about why are we going to the bubble, why are we playing games right now yeah. when we have all this other stuff going on. He's right. Yeah. He was right then, and he was even more right today. So yeah. for me, if I'm a player, if I'm a professional player on any NBA team, I'm not playing at all. Period. Yeah. 
We are both. We we are not playing any more games the rest of the NBA season. It's already an asterisk year to begin with. Right. But stand up for what you believe in and be consistent about it because I think the players have such a huge platform. If LeBron, like when we talked about it before we got on the show, if LeBron James comes out and says, "I'm not playing the rest of the NBA season," NBA shuts down. Oh, absolutely. Other yep. oh, so, and change yeah. and change will happen. Oh, at yeah. that point. Yeah. People will listen because you when you know the, the world is ran by money, yes. and when you start affecting someone's pockets, they're more likely to listen to what you want and what you're looking to say. Yep. Yep. So until we start affecting pockets of people, which is what the riots are, that's what the yep. the protesters for, right? Yep. It's to shut down businesses, it's to stop people from going doing their thing because it affects the economy, it affects the world, it makes people stop to listen. Yep. Because yep. that's what doesn't happen today. That's that. That's where I stand with it, Chris. What do you think? Yes, yeah, no. Yeah, you're you're 100 right. And it's funny you mentioned Kyrie Irving. Doesn't he look a little? He looks a little prophetic now. Yeah. You know that that he was saying all these things while things were shut down. No, why why are we going back to play basketball? Why why are we? You know, and a lot of guys had the stance of you know it gives people a it is a distraction. And sometimes you know with everything happening, we need a little bit of a distraction. But you have to understand the moment, and that's one thing that I think the NBA probably more than any other league really at this time right now is probably the most plugged into understanding the moment. They understand what's going on right now and they are fed up. They are tired. They are vocalized about it. And, and I applaud them, honestly, you know, to be in that much unison, that egos aside, understanding the bigger picture. I mean, you saw the Detroit lions, they canceled practice and, yeah. and, and people started laughing at them. And, and I, and I, I salute my brother, Tyrone McKenzie, who's the, the linebacker coach out there who, who just, he, he's kind of echoed that same sentiment. Why are we, why are we doing this when something so much bigger is right. going on? If you're not going to listen, if you're not going to pay attention, no, we're not going to play. And that's what yeah. George going back to what you said. It does go right back to money. And that's when you start seeing change. When you saw Target burning, that's a big difference than Sally's local grocery store. Right. When Target is getting targeted, champs and, and all that money, stuff. Yeah, that's a big. That's yeah. when you start seeing businesses going, "Whoa, whoa! I don't want to be a Target. I don't want to be next." And and. In some cases, it is kind of disingenuous because they don't want their their money flow to be affected. In other cases, I mean, look at the channel Nickelodeon. They took eight minutes and 45 seconds of their telecast to put a message out there. Yeah. That's big. That is yeah. major. You know, and just, so when you have them doing that, it's just it, it takes things to a whole nother level. I just and I agree with both of you. I just I find it crazy, right? Or not even crazy. I find it in a weird place that we have to make athletes become politicians. Does that make sense? We we can't just you know what I'm saying. And I'm not saying you know they should shut up and dribble. I'm not saying that. I'm not being disrespectful. What I'm saying is we have to rely on these guys to to speak up and try to do the right thing for people in, that aren't famous. Like these are what issues that politicians should be doing. A politician should be sitting there saying, listen, we should not be playing any sports because until we find the, the justice and how we freak out, how to you know fix the police and all, we should have them do it. Instead, all of us, in, in some round of way, and, and I don't care if you like LeBron James or not, in some way, we're waiting for LeBron James to run for president. Like, we're waiting for him. <laughs> Seriously, like, because everybody follows what LeBron James is going to do. And instead mm -hmm. of having these athletes be able to just be athletes, 
We've, we have asked them so many questions about what should be done with the police. What should we be doing with this and in, in politically? What should we be doing with that? And we keep going at them, hoping that, you know, we're looking for leadership from them. And we're relying on the athletes to lead us out of something that, honestly, they just want to play sports. That's what they were there for, right? Well, I mean, but at the same time, that it's been like that. I mean, I, oh, I think it has. there was a little bit of a lull when you had Michael because Michael really didn't take right. any large stance or, or, or position on that. Right. But go back, Muhammad, Jim Brown, uh, uh, Kareem. I mean, you can, you can talk about on and on and on. I mean, social issues were brought into athletic forums with Jackie Robinson and yep. integration and all of that goes together. So I think our athletes have always been really on that forefront. They have. And, they I, have, yeah. and, and I, and I, and I applaud them for that. I really do. And, and really you hit it. Politicians need to listen to them. Right. And um, these are, a lot of these guys aren't the, you know, I go back to Richard Sherman when he was, uh, when he did his LOB post game yeah. yell and people ripped him to shreds. Look at this angry man. And it's like, you, you forget that's a Stanford graduate. Yeah. <laughs> He's yeah. not that's an a idiot. Smart dude. Yeah, yeah, smart you know, dude. A lot of these guys, they're not, they're not dummies. They're, they're no, not, and, they're, they're, and they're not. I, what I'm just saying is like, for me, it's like, it's crazy that we have to sit here and we're hoping that one of them leads us, leads us out of this. That's like we have to make sure we want them to lead us out of this. We don't have, and I'm sorry whether you whether whatever your stance is, we don't have that leadership. We don't have that somebody that you can believe to bring us together. Now, speaking on the issue of of Jacob Blake, right? Yeah. I, I've seen the video. I know you guys have seen the video. Millions have seen this video. Okay, lots of reports are coming out. He had a knife. He had this. He has priors. He's he's he has accused of rape, and and and. I'm going to speak for myself. I'm not speaking for you guys. I'm speaking for myself. In my opinion, I understand all of that. And I totally get it. And I think the rest of the country understands it as well. And I think the rest of the country has already said, yeah, we understand he had that, but you should arrest him and get him to jail and make him serve whatever crimes that he is, he is being accused of. That way he has his, his due justice, his right to stand up in court. Now, if they throw the book at him, they throw the book at him, they find him guilty, that's, that's another avenue. But we can't, even get, we can't even get black males to court. You know what I'm saying? And me as a minority of father, right? We're all minorities. I have to worry about my sons, my sons that are growing up that are 12 and 9. I have a 19-year-old. Remember, Chris, you remember Jalen? Jalen's 19 now. I gotta, I, I, when he says, hey, I'm going out, I don't go to sleep. I got to stay up and be like, yo, I, I can't miss this call. Now, I know he's a good kid, but I got, I got to worry about stuff like this. So with Jacob Blake, and again, I don't, I, he did crimes. Okay, I get it. People, people you know, they, they're quick. To, well, he's a criminal. Well, everybody gets a second chance. You know, that's, there's, there's you know, look for on the brighter side of things here. People mm -hmm. get second chances. So even if he's a criminal and he's done all these things, I do not understand. And I'm a military member, Chris, and, and George, you guys know this. People tell me all the time, well, what would you do? What would you do? I would kick the fucking door closed. That's what I would do. I'm not pulling on a tank top, hoping yeah. I pull him. After I just saw him take a taser and just yeah. shed it off. Yeah, I'm going to pull his shirt. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm going to do. That's where I'm, I'm, I don't understand it. For me, cops, the funding, and, and I'm sorry to go long, but the cops and the funding, military members spend hundreds of hours training on LOAC, rules of engagement, 
We, we fire in weapons. We're not to fire weapons to make impulse judgments just like that cop is faced with every single day. That police mm-hmm. officer probably never fired his weapon until that point in the line of yeah. duty. He's probably gone yeah. to the gun range. He could be, he probably spent 12 years, and that's the one time he did it because people say, well, how can you shoot somebody seven times? Well, it's pretty easy when you're scared and, and you shoot somebody. And I'm not yeah. justifying. I'm just saying that's why he's popping off so many because he doesn't understand, oh, God, I, I just, I've never been in this situation. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why I'm looking at his actions. That's why he's pulling on his shirt. Now, yep. people tell me, well, you, did you see the other video? Yeah, I saw the other video on the other side of three cops on top of him, and they let him up. You know what I mean? So I, I, don't, know, I don't know what transpired. I just see somebody walking away, and if the door opens, I'm kicking the door. Like, you're not getting in that car. If, even if yeah. he gets in the car, even if he gets yep. in the car, I'm shooting the tires and putting three in the <laughs> engine block. But that's my training. Right? Yeah. That's what I was trying to do. Like, blah, 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 blah. I'm putting three in the block. You're not going anywhere. Oh, for extra measures, here's some new Michelin tires you're going to have to buy when you get out of jail. <laughs> I'm going to put yeah. two in these cars. Because I know that I can see that. I can physically see there's kids in the car. So yeah. I, I don't know, man. I, I hear people, it, you know, online really say all crazy tough. stuff, man. It's really tough because it's two different conversations. It's one conversation. This is where I've, I've really had my biggest issue with this. One conversation, we are talking about an unarmed man and the other conversation, we're talking about an armed man. Yeah. And those are two totally different things. If he is an unarmed man, everything you're saying is correct. What are you doing? How is how are you all watching this man get up, walk around, open the door? It's like no one wanted to just stand in front of the door, kick the door. Like you said, like there's so many things you could have done on an unarmed man. If he is armed with a knife, we went and tried to do uh, uh, the non-lethal way with the taser. It didn't work. One thing that really stood out to me, especially the very first time I watched the video, when he stood up, all the cops jumped back and pulled out their guns. Yes. And what struck me was if he's unarmed, what's scaring you so much that you have to pull out your gun? That's when you're pulling out your gun. When you're in fear of your life, you're pulling out your gun. What is scaring you? What is what is the problem? So if he was an unarmed man, it's absolutely ridiculous for you to even having your gun out. If he's armed with a knife, we saw you. We tried to tase you. It didn't work. Now you're standing with a knife and I'm telling you to get down. You're not listening Everyone, I don't care what color you are, what race you are, anything. Everyone, you're not listening. You have a knife and you're walking around to your car door. These guys are, like you said, you're trained to do things. These guys have families they want to go home to as well. Yeah. Are, are you, as a civilian, you you seen this man be told to stay down. He has a knife and you've seen the taser tried and he's not listening are you going to go to try to disarm him? But, Are this, you but Chris, to but Chris even if he has the knife, even as he has the knife, okay, it's not illegal, one, to have the knife, okay? No. Nope. But as a trained individual, what are the two things you're supposed to do with a knife that shows me harm? Either stabbing me or trying to slice at me. Mm-hmm. Then I can understand, pull the weapon out and shoot him. I can yeah. understand I am now being threatened. Yeah. When you have a knife, but my back is to you and I'm walking away, you're not yeah. a threat. Unless nope. he's unless he's one of the, 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 the superheroes in the Academy umbrella <laughs> that throws the knives, whatever that guy's name is. Yeah. And he's he's gambit and he's throwing knives and stuff. Look, I, for me, I'm not threatened. 
If you're walking away and I'm telling you, hey, man, get, and they tell you not to do this, but you shoot them in the leg. You shoot them yeah. in the foot. You yeah. know what I mean? Why wait till I get to your car door to now I'm going to take action? Yeah. That's for me, that's, whether he's armed or unarmed. Yeah. And that's, and that's where I, I really struggle with this so much because you have so many officers that are there. You're right. So, it wasn't like it was like one-on-one, one guy here. He's No, there are so many people. No one yeah. wanted to do anything about this. No one wanted to stop this <laughs> in a non-lethal way. What was so funny, not funny, what's crazy to me too is thinking if if it's us three, we're, let's say we're the three officers, right? You mm-hmm. two clearly have your weapon drawn on him. If I'm watching someone go away from me around a vehicle, my instinct is not to follow. My instinct yeah. is to go to the other side of the vehicle to beat him to wherever he's going. It's called flanking. Like, I'm going to outflank this individual. Whatever mm-hmm. cop froze up, whatever cop didn't want to do it, whatever happened, I don't know. But on, for only one cop to be pulling on his shirt, I'm looking mm-hmm. like, are we sure these are trained officers? Are, yeah. are, are these mall cops? Are these resource officers that haven't been in the field lately? Because this doesn't look like field operations to me. Yeah, that's, and that's, that's where, where a lot like. of people want to go back and say, you know, it goes all the way back to their training. What are you trained to do in this situation? What are you trained to? Are you trained to do what you did? Because I really, it really, it really looks like it's just like, hey, guys, you've made a traffic stop. The individual gets hostile. What's the first thing you do? Put my hand on my gun. Right. Because you're, you're just like you said, you're the person that you yeah. talked to said, yeah, yeah, that's that's normal procedure. Well, what yeah. level procedure is that? Is that step two, three, four? Yeah. Where what procedure level have I gone through to say now my hands yeah. on my hip? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, George, I, I apologize for us both ranting. You know how Latin, Latin males get. Uh, <laughs> what do you what do you think, man? No. So for, for me, I completely agree with both. you. So I don't want to repeat a lot of things you guys have both already said. Yeah, I apologize. I wasn't against the shot right i was against the seven shots because to to the point you met earlier if if you're trying to stop an individual from doing something shoot him in the leg shoot him one time in the leg it's gonna bring him immediately to a knee now you regain control it's over let his man let the man serve his time in jail and in front of justice and let justice take it from that point forward that is what you use the gun for right because there wasn't a situation where your life was threatened. Also, yeah. we're, we're taught the shoulder because, one, right. there's not major arteries up here that's going to that's gonna make you mm-hmm. leak out. And nine times out of ten, it's going to be an exit wound. You're the bullet's not going to stay right. in here. You know what I'm saying? So we're and taught to do that. shot to the leg makes me think of, unfortunately, Sean Taylor. Uh, right. I, and I, and oh, I understand yeah. it because the arteries are there. And, and that's why they tell you not to do it. But if you really wanted this guy to stop, like, you know, don't go there. I'm going to shoot you. Stop. You know what I'm saying? Okay, put something that's going to more, like, shoot the foot or something. Like, don't sit here and just, you know, let this guy get, I'm going to get to the car door. I'm going to pull this white t-shirt. Yeah. Oh, no, oh, no. And you, oh, no, no. And you <laughs> watched him. And he didn't run. He didn't sprint. Nothing. He, he, was, he was walking like it was another day in the park. He was going to the car to go home. Almost like he said, man, forget this. Yeah, Look, yeah I'm, I'm in the car. And I'm leaving. And... Everybody yeah. just stood there and just watched this man and in, in, in almost in a sense, and I think the attorney general said it, he's like, as you watch this, it's it feels personal in a little bit. You know, you watch you literally just stood and go, go ahead, go ahead, walk around the car, go ahead. Yeah. Go. Okay, go. I hope and you open like, the door. I hope you do this. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly right. what it felt. It felt like that. Just yeah. watching it for the very first time, that's exactly what it felt like. Whoa, why are you 
are, so you're really just gonna yeah. and once he opens the door i get it you don't know what he has in there yeah. he yeah. can have a full arsenal i get that yeah but why'd you let it get to that point right. i agree I, I will never understand yeah. i i do not get that and i don't and and that doesn't go into any of his priors that doesn't go into any of the crap that is all dug up always after the fact that's what happens on every single one of these occasions george floyd had this record and that record oh look at the look at the person then they, then they should serve their time they should serve their time they should exactly go to jail. Let him go to jail but <laughs> and, and, and what gets lost in translation here is that information was not known no rival no, that no. is used to justify post action. Yes, exactly. Yes, exactly. That's no different than Trayvon Martin being pulled up his his suspension record when he was in high school. Didn't care. He didn't know any of that. He just saw a, a black kid in a hoodie. That's it. Yep. He didn't know his. He didn't know his Facebook posts. He didn't know any of that. It's right. just that's what happens in all of these situations after the fact. It's it's carbon copy. It's rinse and repeat. And 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 if. If the and this is the part that probably right now drives me the craziest, if the police department does have further information, like he had a weapon, like he was yelling for it before that he was has weapons in his car and he was going to if you have that and you have not released that yet, you are the reason why I, I think they actually I think they actually right I now. think they actually did. I think they did release that the that he had a knife and it was on the floorboard of his car is what they released later on. Now again Again, if I've heard it's been in his hand, I've heard it's in the floorboard. I don't know the facts. I just know, for me, it's a knife, right? Like, mm-hmm. it can still be used deadly if I get close to you. I don't need to get close to you. And if you're coming at me with a knife, absolutely. You, you shoot, and then this is another thing, you shoot to put the suspect down is what is, what is told, right? So right. I, I, I understand all that. I get all that. And if it takes eight shots... And that's what it took. But again, your back is to me. You're, and let, you're not going to fling it behind me like you're Patrick Mahomes, right? <laughs> so what, you know what I mean? Like, oh, you're, the threat is high, but it's not as high as they're making yeah. it. Get around the car. Kick the door. Yep. Him holding him is... There's three of them. Right. Yeah, him holding him to me is like... Well, yeah. Five cops. Me holding, me holding that individual, if I'm the cop, is more dangerous... Than me just kicking the door, oh, right. right? Like me right. holding you, where he could just turn around and cut me in the back of my neck. Yeah, like with one swing, a Superman punch, UFC style on me or something. Now I'm mm-hmm. in trouble. But that's where I, this is where I get you know not angry, but it's hard to convey my thoughts on Facebook with mm-hmm. crazy, crazy zombies that are on yeah. there because Jesus. Well, yep, yeah. it's justified. We we know he had a criminal record and. Yep, justice it. served. We're good to go. No, it's it's not that simple, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yep. it, it's it's just going to continue to go on. Now, and, and, and that's because it's not their family. It, it's not their first. It's not. They've never no seen it in their life. They, they don't. It doesn't correlate to them. It doesn't look like them. Right. It doesn't. It's nothing that's going to get them. Right. And this is where I've kind of I've broken it down to a lot of people. You know, I, I, a, a good friend of mine that I played high school football with, I had to break it down to him. This this is this situation. These situations. I mean, 
it's not good. You're not going to care about it until it does affect you until right. your son is pulled over. And right. that cop sees his last name is right. Hispanic and he doesn't like Spanish people. And he has a long history of being violent towards Spanish people right. in his record that nobody decides to pay attention to. And he tells your son to get out the car right. and your son doesn't understand. He's asking questions. Why? And because he's talking back, he slams him to the ground and puts a knee on his neck. And unfortunately he passes away. That's when you're going to, to care that's when you're gonna want to burn the city down yeah. and riot and go crazy yeah. and, and until then you don't care and in transitioning to to rioting and looting you also have the 17 year old young man who was arrested for murder uh oh but the first degree murder but in self-defense um who 17 year old young man with an ar-15 going down the streets who is for whatever reason playing cops and robbers and he wants to protect Whatever store, community he's in. Okay. I don't know if anybody else has a problem with this. People call him a hero. He's a 17-year-old kid with an AR-15. Nobody has asked why and how did this kid get an AR-15? Who paid for this? Why does he have this weapon? And why is this kid running down the street at 11 o'clock at night He's from out of state. He's from. So he wasn't from Wisconsin. No, no, he's not from Wisconsin. Yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. (laughs) Yeah, he's from out of state. He's he he drove to to here for this very reason. He's seventeen. He doesn't legally own own the gun. No. there's so many levels to this, and then it goes right back to how are these officers being trained? Because Wisconsin is an open carry state. Right. It is open carry state. So you, in your training, you mean to tell me shots are fired and you see, I don't care what color you are, shots are fired and you see someone within AK-47 Walking by you, and you don't stop. I, I don't know. I, I don't know if it was, well. It wasn't. It wasn't AK. It was. So it's an AR-15 that that. Well, I know. I know. But I want to make sure. You know, for 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 you know transparency. It was. Yes. It's, it is. It's a rifle. It's a collapsible butt stock. It's a military grade uh, weapon. I'm looking at this thing like, oh god. So this kid has training because the way he's holding it, the way yep. the strap that he has on it is modified. Yep. I'm looking at it like, oh good. He has a Molly strap. How did he? You have to purchase that from a military site, store, gun range. You have you just don't find that at Walmart. You know what I mean? <laughs> so this kid has this, and he's, you're right. I When I saw this kid, not only when he's jogging, and then the protesters stopped him. Now, here's the part that gets, you know, misguided, right? They were trying to catch him because he had already shot somebody down the street. So How do the, you know? So when the video, How do you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Crap. How do you know? Right. All right, we just where's that it's, video? It's, it's, yeah, exactly. I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> so when he gets attacked by the two guys, when he gets attacked by the two guys, and he shoots those two guys, mm-hmm. now they're all like, "Oh, well, he was attacked. He was just protecting himself. Yep. That, he, he wasn't protecting a store. He was running up the street for whatever he was doing. Got attacked, shot two more people. He gets back up, continues to run up the street, and there's five police cars. Yep, that are by there, and it looks like SWAT vehicles. Okay, SWAT vehicles. Yep. They ride by the second one, ask him, hey, was somebody injured down there? And you can hear it through the PA system. They didn't ask you, excuse me, please lay down your weapon. Why do you have, where are you coming from? Why do you, yep. sir, back up from your weapon, get on your knees, hands above your head, do not move. 
Yep. Nothing. Five nope. cars went by. And then this kid goes yep. up to a police car and knocks on the window. Yeah. And everybody else is like, yeah, what's wrong with that? To a minority, that's freaking amazing. That's insane. Are you kidding me? That's the Dave Chappelle skit. Like, oh, I was smoking with my buddy and he walked up to a cop. Like, what? What are you doing? It's right. How do you, how do you, how do you justify that? And then tell me, well, that kid's a hero. Are you, he's insane. He's a George Zimmerman. He mm-hmm. left another, st- I didn't even know that, which is even better for my argument. He left <laughs> another state to come here to be what? To do what? To protect what store? They're telling me he's protecting his store. So this kid doesn't even live in the state. So that store shit, it doesn't, it doesn't fly. No. It's not true. Oh, well, not then that's all. even better. So these guys are idiots. Yeah. Tell me, oh, he's waiting for a store. Yeah. I promise you. I know the people I argue with on Facebook listen to this show. I know it because they send subliminals <laughs> on their Facebook posts. I hope you listen to this <laughs> this morning. And I'm going to tell you right now, okay? And I can't stand it, man. But yeah. it, th- that kid gets away with it, right? And everything gets affected by this. Now we got sports that's affected. Football's mm-hmm. getting affected. It's like, when do we, when, when do you, or where do you understand, like, hey, you're going to start messing with a lot of normalcy here in a little bit. You want your sports, you got to start treating people a little bit better. Because, again, I haven't seen any, anybody get together with the police chiefs or nobody's reporting it. I've been trying to read up on, uh, on the news in Minneapolis, see if any, anything's been going on government-wise. Nope. Nothing's been, yep. nothing's been done. So and yeah. it's kind of harsh, man. So I don't want to change too many too too many gears, but I do want to get your opinion, Chris and George, man. So with college football, I know you're a big college guy, Chris. I know you love it. Uh, I think you breathe college football more than you do NFL. Um, a little bit. How do we? How does that plan out for the season? You know what I'm saying with the Big Ten. You know what I'm saying the Pac-12 gone. Like, mm-hmm. and I know the SEC is like yellow. We're just gonna play. Who cares? Yep. But the University, <laughs> the University of Alabama, the students, I don't know if it's a team at all, George, or any, if they got affected, but it 506 was, it was coronavirus, school. the school, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was a school. School came back, and they got they tested the kids before allowing them into the classroom right. for, before they go back to regular classes, and you had about 500, almost 600 kids yeah. test positive. Now, we don't know how many kids were tested, so as far as percentage-wise, but still, that's a lot of cases, no matter how you look at it and slice it. <laughs> And not that's one of them of was cases. an athlete. That's that's even more amazing. Shocking. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, yeah. Well, well, I think that the athletes have been tested already because they've already been back for a while. Yeah. These so athletes already been back for a long time as far as sports wise. So the guys have been quarantined and put in a bubble within campus already. So how do we, how do we play this season? How do we, how do we go about this? How do we play? Fingers you create. Crossed. You yeah, fingers crossed. A whole lot of praying. Yeah, and you try to put these athletes in a bubble. If 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 I'm a major collegiate program, if I'm an Alabama, a Florida, whatever you call it, I'm gonna put all these kids in right. a dorm, isolate them, where only the kids in the dorms are football players. That's it. Nobody else. No one leaves. No one comes Jesus. in. Jesus. This similar to the NBA bubble, bro. Do if you know you how, many, have, how many people have to be bubbleized? Do you, do you yeah. realize? Oh yeah, it's it's we, we talked about it before. It's almost a, a hundred man roster for for college, <laughs> yep. and then that's support staff and assistant coaches and equipment yep. and and the trainers and this and that. You're talking about easily at least one hundred fifty. Do they people. in the NBA in the in the bubble guys? Do they do they? I don't think they do. They test them before the games too, or no? They just they test them. They're no, testing no, like no. twice a week. Yeah, even so even bubble test, guys right now. How yeah. do you test a hundred people potentially on a college team? Because I'm interested to see how this season goes, man. 
I mean, and do and if it does kick off, Chris, I'll turn it to you. If it does kick off, and they crown a champion, is there an asterisk by that champion? I don't see how you couldn't put an asterisk by them. Right. You're not you're not playing your your full schedule. You're not getting a full allotment of of competition. Everyone isn't really. I mean, you're having half of the half of the. The team, I mean, the Pac-12 is not even going to be involved. The Big Ten isn't going to be involved. That's Ohio State, Michigan, USC, UCLA. I mean, that's, that's a lot of teams, a lot of it major is. programs that would be in the mix, especially someone, as much as I don't like them, Ohio State, especially <laughs> someone like that. They are, I mean, I'll call a spade a spade. It's fine. They are a national powerhouse that was slated to challenge for the national championship. Yeah. So I mean, I, there's just there's just no way you wouldn't be able to do that. The the only way you're able to have a season is if you're if your players buy in and fully commit to a bubble. Because even you can call for a bubble. You can say this is what we're doing, but they got to commit to it. You know, you you see in in baseball, you know, you had the two pitchers that were just like for Cleveland, eh, screw it. We're going to yeah. go we're going to go to a bar and they had to get quarantined off and their teammates were furious to the point where some of the teammates were asking them to ship them, ship them home, send them. We don't yeah. even want them to come back. You know? So if, if you have that, imagine having that dissension in an Alabama, imagine having that dissension at an LSU. I mean, that's, that's huge. So you have to have the team buy in. You have to have them, them to really Understand that we're gonna do this bubble. We're going to do it right, and at the end, do whatever you want. But during mm-hmm. this time, we have to all be on the same page. Yeah, I, and I agree, man. I, I wanna, I want it to work out. I really do. I run. I, shoot, I want high school to work out. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I'm still scared about that, about that whole situation yeah. and scenario. Uh, but if they do find out, let's say, you know, who I don't know. Let's say Clemson, right? We'll say Clemson. Mm-hmm. Let's say if Trevor Lawrence pops positive, that ruins your freaking season. Exactly. Yeah, and he might—he doesn't even have to be the one that pops positive. His roommate or whoever else was in the bubble with him pops yep. positive because the trainer came back and they were freaking having a fever or whatever. That yep. ruins your season. That's why I'm like, should they even freaking play at this point? Because we have no – I mean, I don't know. I think the whole country, uh, you know, basically said, look, let's everybody just get it. Whoever lives, lives. <laughs> whoever dies – dies it becomes like a thunderdome max you know what i mean like just let's just forget it we're you know <laughs> only the strong survive yeah yeah, yeah two, yeah, two enter one may leave yeah this is this is what's gonna end up happening but because I, I, I want sports to happen i really do and, and and george knows since being back coaching even high school level the itch is there i want to freaking plan because the mm. game planning part is is the is the most fun for a coach and trying to get Absolutely. the guys ready and get it but man i'm looking at like so if one kid in school goes ahead and gets positive, you shut down a team, essentially. Yep. And, and again, I was telling George, well, let's, let's say freaking, let, here, I'll, I'll go another school. Armwood's on a, on a freaking terror. They're looking like they're going to win a state championship. Then they are in the state semifinals, and two kids pop positive. Does that team play? Nope, probably not. Nope. And then nope. the team that they beat or cracked back, they probably don't get to play because they played them. So yep. they're quarantined. So <laughs> who goes in the, the guy that lost two weeks ago? <laughs> like, like, who gets to that go to the championship? That, that turned in practicing. their equipment. They turned it in already. Yeah. Season's over. So that's, it's, I don't know if they play, man. I don't even know if they should. Honestly, I, when it comes to college, I, uh, I probably shouldn't say this, but I don't think they should. 
Right. I really don't. They're going to be partying in the door. They're going to be partying in the door. All they're doing is, and as we talked about earlier, it's money. All they're doing is lining the pockets for the college. Why? Why? You don't get anything out of this. And especially if you're Trevor Lawrence, you have nothing left to prove in college. Nothing. You are going to be the number one, number two draft pick overall in the draft. It's going to happen. Why are you going to play? For what? You already won the college and national championship. You've already done. Uh, what are you going to play for? Are you trying to win a Heisman? Right. For what? There's no point. All you're doing, are all that's happening is that the school prostitutes the kids. They make their money. They send them on their way. And hey, if you catch it, you catch it. If you don't, you don't. Because I, I find it, I find it crazy that we watch the, you know, like you guys. I'm, we all watch sports uh, uh, shows and stuff. We watch ESPN. I, I find it crazy that they're on ESPN. They're, in, they're at their homes. They're not in the studios, right? Yeah. They're doing Zoom calls like we're doing, and they're sitting there going, yeah, this should be a college football season. How? You're taking yeah. clearly all the safety precautions that yeah. make sure you don't get anything, but we're going to send children out to go freaking play, whether it's Little League, whether it's high school. And college, we're going to go ahead and go out there. Yeah, no, it's, it's fine. It's safe. I need you to entertain me on my Saturdays because, God forbid, if I go spend time with my family – and do family activities like play checkers or freaking Clue or something. You know, God forbid I go do something like that. Yeah. Pick, well, shoot, I, I haven't played Pictionary in years, man. I haven't played like, in so long. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's where, like, okay. And, again, I want sports. I love sports. But if there's some kind of, of unbalance of how things have gone this year, then I don't even think we should even watch them play. Like, yeah, especially I'm, for people who are not getting paid to do it. <laughs> this is for free. For free. So here's here's a question that I posed to the both of you. Because I, I on this I stand very neutral on this. I love it when he does that. Sweden. What what <laughs> Switzerland? What yes. What does them playing and I'm talking about the non Trevor Lawrence guys. Okay. The guys that we don't know about yet that are trying to either make a name for themselves or improve their their, their draft stock. Yep. So I'm I'm not talking about the the 95 of people who are not going to make it in the NFL. I'm talking about the right. and not the one percent who are guaranteed yep. to be in the NFL. The other guys, if if they don't play, mm-hmm. are they more likely to get COVID? Most more likely. Yes. I mean, I, I don't because know. earlier earlier all you mentioned, kids are going to be partying. Oh yeah, they're gonna be having a good time. Yeah. Does that good time happen with or without football? I think that good time happens either way. With or I think you party, so, especially on a good win. If you win on that, I played in college on Saturday night. We were we were, we were not studying. <laughs> we were still making up, and and Monday practices were hurting because it still carried over on Sundays. You ate like some makeshift meal to breakfast to survive, and then to survive. But, yeah, and then that's it. But I, I see what you're saying. I, I don't know, man. I mean, I think it's it's still it's still going to happen. They're young, and and then part two is because they're young. How many times have we've had these? We've had these stories. Yeah. We, we've all experienced it personally, where sports has a way of keeping kids from trouble. Mm-hmm. It does. So you take away the item. Or the sport, because yes, I, I completely agree with Chris about the money aspect of it in college making money off, off, off of the children, and I completely agree. But I think the other side of that, too, is a lot of these kids need sports in their lives from ending up on television for the wrong reason. It's true. So why, it's not, but right. why not do other activities with them? Why, why does it have to be? But, but what, what, what activities are you going to do that doesn't involve the same risk? You can, you can still you're have... Not, you're not, you're, 
You're not going to get on Zoom meetings and play checkers. <laughs> no, you're not. But you, no. can, you, you can sit there with these kids and you can show them other stuff, though. Like, there's not, I know what you're saying about, okay, you, again, you can still do drills. You can still work out. You can still do all those things, correct? You can do the distancing. Well, if, if, you can do all those no things. Season, if there's no season. Then they shouldn't lift. They shouldn't run. You know what I mean? What's going what's gonna to motivate them to do so? Because you're going to have one in 2021. The, the, if, you, I mean, if you're a senior that's graduating, is there a 2021 season? If you're wanting to, if you're wanting to go to the NFL, the NFL is not going to stop. Yeah, the NFL is not going to wait. So mm-hmm. if you're really one, that's your motivation. And it, even if you're not a top prospect, you know the, the the third string, the third string guy at Alabama is still thinking about the NFL. Oh yes, yeah. absolutely, yeah, absolutely. And, absolutely. He's, and he's also thinking, thinking about, about not bringing a girl into the hotel room dressed as a Seahawk because he's trying to get a spot on the team. <laughs> like, like, that guy's still thinking about that too. You know what I mean? So I think you can still do other activities with them that can keep them out of trouble. They still got to report into their positions. They still working on their positions. Hey, listen, guys, listen, let's let's show you financial stability when you do make it to the NFL. Let's have financial classes to show you what needs to be done and transpired, how to work your money. Let me show you what an escrow is. Let me let me educate you on this. Like, those are some things that you, now you can start introducing, which maybe they're already doing it, but now you can do it more often. And there's other right. activities that can be done as well. Um, you can introduce a Dr. Sadsbury to your program. You know what I mean? And, and help them become a better team. There's other things that can be done as a unit other than playing football. You know what I mean? There's other ways to show that you care about the kid right. other than playing the oh, game. Oh, completely agree. You know, completely I mean, they like, like you're saying, and even if they're, you can still do the football activities, have them preparing for what they all, everyone at that school wants to get a degree and get to the NFL. That's right. A, right. all of them. That's all of their, their, their wants to do. You can still have them. And that actually would show that you care about that actual kid yeah, more than what he's able to produce for you. You know, if you're able to say you cancel the season, okay, so I'm never going to hear from you now, coach. That just showed me who you were, right? That you really didn't care about me. I, if I don't care if it's where I'm checking on your grades, I don't care if we're going to set up workouts so we're on the field. I don't care if we are doing like I was saying, financial literacy, so you can even know what a credit score even is. Right. If I care about you, the kid. We're always going to be working, whether it's stuff on football, whether it's stuff on life. We have to, see, a lot of these kids got to grow as men. They just have to grow as a person. You're always working on those things. So you're going to, if you truly care, if you're really genuine there for the kid, you're going to be there whether you have a season or not. You're always going to be helping them work on themselves, regardless of what it's about. And think about it, George. When the pandemic hit for us, we were what? In spring mode, right? We were getting ready for spring. We were doing football stuff. And then when it hit, we said, okay, let's do some Zooms. Let's do this. But how many times did we finish doing our Zooms and, and just start asking questions about, hey, man, how, how's you and the family? Do you like this kind of movie? Right. Are you a Marvel fan? No way. So am I. Hey, have you ever done this? Oh, that's crazy. And we got to know our players way better than what we probably would have known them Agreed. if we were just doing football stuff. You know yeah. what I mean? You know, maybe sit down as a position coach in college and sit down, and even though you might know the kid that okay, he's six foot five, he runs a four four. I know he's from Louisiana. Okay, good. You sit down and ha- have dinner with him. Have have a and dinner. Just talk to him. Hey, how's and your just mom? Talk to him. Hey, right. listen. Yeah. I tell you what. Let's play Pictionary with you as a position group, 
with your families on a Zoom. I'll, I'll set it up because they have the technology and the, the freaking oh, auditorium. Let's go have some fun, guys. Let's let's play. Yeah. Let's get. To, how you doing, ma'am? How you doing, Miss Williams? What's going on? No, it looks great. Look, right. Like you were saying, a lot of these kids need football, so they or the sport in general. Not even the just structure. The structure. The structure. So they're not on the TV for all those wrong reasons. Think of the impact there. Of man, this guy really genuinely cares. He really mm-hmm. he put my mom on this when we're playing yeah. Pictionary. Like <laughs> like that goes so much further than blowing a whistle and telling you to get on the line. Yeah, and and move faster. <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. So I, I get. I hope they have their college season. I hope they. I hope there's a. I hope they finish the NBA bubble. Matter of fact, I didn't even ask you that, Chris. George seems to think that the Lakers are going to win, win it all. I don't, you know, whatever. Do you think the Lakers win it all? If if you it was, say it continue. whatever. You say whatever, but oh, I God. guarantee you. Oh that yeah, this February. <laughs> God bless him. When Kobe passed away, you became a Laker fan Who secretly. Who did? You. No, 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 no. When when Kobe when Kobe passed, first of all, when Kobe passed, I I half died inside because that was that was an amazing that was an amazing uh, uh, basketball player person. Yes. In sp- yes. I mean, a father figure. Like you, I mean, Kobe is Michael Jordan of my era. You know, what I'm saying growing up, but Absolutely. it wasn't because I became a Laker fan. Now, I was a Laker fan with Kobe. Was a Laker. Now, I became a Laker hater. <laughs> when, when LeBron, when LeBron yes, because LeBron left me in Miami. Miami. He left me, yeah, he left me like 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 you would, you know, in Miami with a side chick. He left me with the covers. You know what I'm saying? He left me overnight. I'm freaking covered up. And he went to Cleveland. I'm hating him in Cleveland, you know, but um I still think LeBron's an amazing basketball player. I just I don't because, know if the Lakers win. Because uh, because of everything that happened with Kobe. And I, love, I, I'm right with you. I, I have such admiration for Kobe Bryant. Yeah. It's, it's so beyond sports for him. Uh, the, the story of him with Luca, he learned his the yeah. his language just so when he went to the game, he could speak to him in his native language, like stuff like that. It's just, yeah. it's just amazing to me. Uh, when, when, when he passed, I, I, don't, I, I don't care. I want them to win just for him. I want them to win. Gotcha. I want them to win just for him. If in next season, I'll hate you next season. <laughs> next season, we'll, I'll hate you as much as I can next season. LeBron, you'll yeah. flop. And I'll talk about your hairline and all that. <laughs> this season, this year for Kobe, you have to win. And if you, you don't, to. I'm actually going to hold it against you if you don't. So, so you so, have to. So now, so now I feel like a jerk because I've been, I've been, I, <laughs> yep. I've been opposite yep. of this whole thing. Like, no, nah, I don't want LeBron to win. Not thinking like not, I didn't even think like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's your natural instinct. And, and but yeah. with with that, you you have to you have to do it for for Kobe. With J.R. Smith writing, what would Kobe do on one shoe, and then writing, shoot it. Oh, <laughs> I mean, stuff Jesus. like that. Like, like that's you. You got to do it for him. You have. Man, to. How crazy? How crazy was it that three that J.R. Smith shot a couple of days ago from the corner? Yep. At first glance, when you're looking at his jersey, it almost looked like it says 24. Scary. It's 21, but it was scary. Scary. Yeah. At first, even, like, even oh even shit, that's him. The 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 score was 24 to eight. Yeah. yeah. 24. Uh, like, on eight You actually see that score. Think about think about that. Think about being that guy. That moment. In that uniform in that jersey at that time on that day, looking up and seeing the score being 24 to 8. I mean, that's I know, huge. Man. It is, that's man. Huge. It is. I still I'm I'm you're making a compelling argument. I'm not gonna lie to you. But <laughs> 
like I still, you know, I still want my Miami Heat to some way have a Cinderella story, but it's not going to happen. But um, no, you that's good. Know. The Lakers, they are strong. Clippers are struggling with the Mavericks. I was looking forward to, to seeing them lose uh, lose to the Mavericks again. But um, uh, this whole thing is, is, is 2020 has been a, like I've been telling George, this has been a crazy year. Like, Nothing we nothing we thought we could count on has been counted on, and it's doing it. We are literally just like every day waiting for something else to happen. And oh, it's, it's happening, and it's happening right now. You, like you, crazy, man. Think about it. We have a hurricane, Category 4. <laughs> right Two of them. Two of them. It's like we keep saying, like, what else could happen? And Mother Nature's like, hey, you forgot hold about me. Hold my beer. Yeah, hold my beer. <laughs> I'll go. Nature. I'll show you what you got going on. Just, oh, uh, you have social injustice? That's cool. Let me give you two hurricanes in Louisiana. Here you in go. Louisiana. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's crazy. It's been a crazy year. And the scary part is we still have a few more months to go. What, what more are you going to pack in? I know, I, man. I, I, I shiver to think about it. My, I was talking yeah. to I was talking to the kids, and I don't even know if I'm gonna do Halloween. Like I don't know if I want to go out for Halloween. Like if, you can't. Yeah, like I don't know if I want to. Go. I don't know what's gonna happen on Halloween night. You know what I'm saying? Like the ghost of all presidents <laughs> past comes flying in. I have no idea what's gonna. I'm telling my kids, I don't. I don't know if it's safe to go out. Not just Corona. I just don't know. What yeah. the world is going to throw to us spiritually? I don't know. You <laughs> on on a like oh, we got you the hurricane. You recover from that. All right, Halloween's up. Yeah, somewhere in somewhere, there's a girl with her hair down from, oh. from those movies. Right, the hair down. You remember the ring? Yeah, like, I'm up next, yeah. <laughs> bro. Killer hornets, hurricanes, social injustice. The bubble's not going to happen. College football's in a mess. We don't know what's going to fade of high school football. Youth football doesn't start till October first. Like, bro, like this, I, I told him, I don't know if I want to go outside. I don't know if I want to go outside <laughs> this point. for Halloween this because point. this this is beginning a little too nutty to sit yeah. there and say, yeah, yeah, we're going to be fine. Come on in. Come on. we're here, Here's a Snickers bar. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I have no it, clue, it, man. That, that, that's what 2020 needs. Yeah. 2020 is a damn thing. That's a line. good point. It's hungry. Right. That's what it is. It's hungry. <laughs> and here, you're not yourself when you're not, when you're hungry. That's the, true. The crazy thing about Halloween is that, I mean, you... Um, technically, you are social distance. Like, where did we, I stick out my bag? You throw in the candy? Like, well, I, I like going to Halloween Horror Nights. I like going to Halloween Horror Nights in Orlando. Not this Hollow oh, yeah. Scream in, in Bush Gardens. I like going to those things, but pff, I'm not going to this year. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, I, I how do I know that chainsaw is not a fake chainsaw anymore? Now, yeah. I have to yeah, question you know, everything in I 2020. Think it's a real one, so nope, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it. It's scary. My, my, my son scared me. Uh, I think it was yesterday. It was yesterday. I think it was yesterday. He, I was coming in the house and I, he, there was a, a big box next to the front door. Yeah. I'm like, what is this? And I went to go open and he jumped out and I almost punched him. I cocked my hand back and everything. I was like, you what need What are you doing? To stop. Yeah. You <laughs> need to stop. So, so Chris, how old, how old is your son? Upset. How old is he? 12. Uh, okay, so imagine that with three of these jokers. I got the 19-year-old, <laughs> the 12, and listen to me, they, they cut the lights off, right? And mm -hmm. So when you walk to my, I have cameras in the house. When you walk to the house, there's like 12 phones in this house, by the way. Okay, cell phones. <laughs> They're all connected to the to the to the camera. You can hear everybody going off. So they know when I'm walking through the house. These little jerks come down here with a Nerf ball, Nerf gun, that's painted. They painted it, <laughs> and they shot me, and I'm freaking polka docked up, and all I can hear on the camera is their mother laughing at me. <laughs> 
because she has access to the camera. She's freaking thinking this is hysterical, and I'm like, oh, good. Everybody's up at 12 midnight. This, I just wanted some freaking juice, so thanks. That was planned. That yeah. was well strategically oh, planned. They're, was, they're evil little was. children. They're evil little kids, those little scoundrels. I'm telling you. <laughs> hide your kids. Hide your, hide your girls. Cute, and, How can you hate it? Oh, I, yeah, I guess so. I mean, you guys see cuteness. I see freaking craziness, but... Do it real quick. Hey, Chris, I know you're involved with G&G and, and 7 on 7, man. I, yes. I know you do all that stuff. So do, are you guys still going on? Is it still happening? Because I want everybody to know that, that if you have a high school athlete that's looking to, uh, and I can contest to this, who's going to be pushed, who's going to be made sure about his schoolwork, and who's going to learn about life. I know you and Dwayne Jr., uh, Wayne Sang is what they call him, you know. Um, I know you guys are, are, are really, really good taking care of these kids, man. So are you guys still doing G&G, just so everybody knows? Yeah, we are um, from a, a still a social distance standpoint. Yeah. Um, we're just just as we were just talking about, you know, we're, we're coaches who I, I, it doesn't matter if we're not having a season. We're not having tournaments. I still care. Yeah. I still want to see you do well. You know, OK, we don't have football. Guess what? It's time to think about what you're going to do if life happens and you don't have football in it. Yeah. Then what? Let's have that uncomfortable conversation because it is an uncomfortable one. You never want to think about that, but it's reality for some people. And so, you know, we, we still, we're still involved. We're still having kids come out. We're still doing training. We're still pushing them. Um, but we're still having them focus on just trying to do more. You know, we, we, we've, had a lot more conversations centering around social injustice, centering around understanding what is happening in the world, because not for nothing. When I coached in high school and I woke up one morning and I saw my player's name on that front page news of passing away, it was one of the worst days of me as a coach that I've yeah. ever had. And so I, it, the last thing I ever want to do is see any of my kids' names to be in that situation. So right. just tr further trying to make sure they're careful, that they're watching themselves and not putting themselves in these compromising situations uh, to where they're even in that predicament with an officer, to where they're not even giving off that feeling of, because let's be honest, these boys are big boys. Yeah. They're athletes. They, they, um, some of them, Fitzroy Gardner is very intimidating, even to me. <laughs> I love right. the death. If Fitzroy got angry, he probably could rip my arm off and beat me with it. Love you, Fitz, but it's the truth. He, on my birthday, he said, Coach, I want my 10 birthday push-ups. Uh, okay, Fitz, yeah, I'm going to get, get, get these 10 push-ups. Whatever he says. <laughs> gotcha. But at the same time, you know, just making sure that they understand what's happening and right. giving that that wider view of things um, is what we've been really focusing on now. Uh, we, we don't care who the player is, white, black, old, young, right. senior, eighth grader. We had some seventh graders coming out doing some, some training. I don't, I don't care. We're, we'll, we'll, we're here for everyone. We love coaching kids and, and being there for them genuinely. So when, when they look it up, it's G&G. &G, it's called Gifts Need Guidance. Um, where can they find it at? Where can they look it up if they want to have their kid join? If the kid is listening to this and they want to join in the Tampa Bay area, where can they, where can they find you at, bro? All the socials will have Gifts Need Guidance. Uh, myself will be C Rivera 71852 underscore G&G. &G. Um, we are going to have our website that will be coming up very soon. It'll just be giftsneedguidance.com. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, 
all, all of those ways you can contact any of the coaches. You can contact the G&G pages. You'll be able to get one of us to respond to you. And, and really, we don't the thing about this is we don't really care if you've been a part of another organization. Right. If you're if you're, you know, just wanting to we're here. We're here to help whoever whoever shows up, whether you're from Charles Montgomery to, you know, the the fourth string running back at Leonard. Yeah. We're here. Gotcha. And, and then just so you know, when you guys put up the website, tell Wayne, I do not approve of him putting that <laughs> putting that picture up of me with that tight shirt. Knowing that I couldn't breathe, George, there's a picture <laughs> circulating. Just so you know of me, I am I'm take I'm holding my hands like this. But the only reason I'm doing that is because if I take a deeper breath, not only does the shirt rip, but I pass out because it, Wayne gave me such a tight shirt that didn't wasn't so, even my size. It almost killed me. What's What's very funny, and I really don't think you know this to this day, Raul. But this is might oh be breaking news for you. That shirt was actually was supposed to be for me. Yep. And I told Dwayne, there is no way I'm <laughs> ever going to put that on. Yeah, he got he me. Like, what do you want me to do with it? I said, I don't know. Give it a Raul. Oh, thanks. Maybe put it on. And <laughs> yeah. you did. I put it on because I thought everybody was putting on the shirt. And then when I saw you in your cutoff, I was like, well, yeah. I don't want to wear this. I want to wear my cutoff. <laughs> and when I listen to me, man, you know how embarrassed, because it was hot that day. Do you know how embarrassing it was to take that thing off and, and be in front of a grown woman and have like this half tattoo? Like it looked like I had a tattoo of a freaking shirt on me. It was disgusting. So Wayne does not have the permission to put that on the on the website. I'm suing if he puts it up there. Just so you know. Well, just to let you know, my wife has 99% of the website made. Oh, God. Oh, God. It's on there. Just prepare yourself mentally. Nice. I love it. Send it to me. Prepare yourself on our IG. Bro. I will put it on IG. Bro. 12,000 people are going to see that picture on our IG. It's horrible picture, man. It's so tight. You know, I'm not. You might get an anonymous wink, wink (laughs) message, George. (laughs) I appreciate it, man. Hey, Chris, man, anytime you want to come back, you come back, bro. We love it. Love talking sports with you, man. Uh, and definitely, I'm going to check in on you about G&G and stuff, man. So anytime you want to jump on, you let me know, bro, okay? Absolutely. And both of you guys, great job with what you're doing. Love what you're doing. We'll support 110,000% what you're doing because everything you're doing is everything for the city. It's what the city needs to have this, have a platform like this for people to talk, whether it's sports, whether it's social issues and everything in between. It's, it's what's necessary. It's what's needed. So the fact that you guys are doing this, uh, kudos to you guys. I applaud you guys and we'll support you guys no matter what. Thanks, Chris. Man. Love, man. I appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. Be safe. Give the family love, man. Absolutely. All right. Well, that's all the time we got on the clock, fans. Thank you for joining us again. Uh, I want to thank you so much to Chris Rivera over at GNG. Uh, great guy, man. Great friend of ours. If you got to, if you got a chance, check him out. Um, definitely, definitely doing big things with the youth and high school football. If you like today's show, go ahead and hit subscribe. Follow us on your favorite platform. You can also find us on social media by simply searching on the clock radio. Visit our website, otcsportstalk.com. Until next time, you're on the clock.